It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager, coming to you via Zoom uh, alongside my co-host and co-pilot, Director of Braves Alumni Relations, Greg McMichael. Greg, this is, I've been getting excited as we headed towards the, the offseason for Behind the Braves. Granted, I hope we still have another month before it's the offseason, but we were kind of looking at, you know, Let's start branching out a little bit and getting some some different kinds of guests that still have ties to the Braves family. And I think this is a great example of that. Our guest this week, he is a Braves. He's a member of the he's a former Braves. He's a part of the alumni. Uh, Tom House pitched for the Braves in the early mid 70s. Uh, and as you'll hear, actually caught home run number 715 when Hank Aaron hit that in 74. But boy, saying that Tom House is a former Braves pitcher doesn't even begin to like scratch the surface of everything this man has done in his life. He is, uh, well, speaking of scratching the surface, we didn't even, you and I were just talking after we signed off with him. We had like, each had like a hundred more questions we wanted to ask him, but we just didn't want to take too much of his time. So um, what are your first impressions? This, this man is just... Either he's been played by, he's been portrayed in movies. He's coaches most of the NFL starting quarterbacks. He's coached who knows how many baseball players. I mean, my goodness, what a life this man has lived. Yeah. Yeah. Legendary. I would call him legendary pitching coach. He's coached in Japan for the Astros. He's been the pitching coach at USC. He's been the pitching coach for the Texas Rangers. Uh, Nolan Ryan uh, gave him a shout out as, um, a guy that helped extend his career. So Tom, I've known about since I was in college when I learned about his, his teaching and then getting the chance to meet him and talk with him a couple of years ago was, was, uh, was pretty neat for me. And I, you know, I'll give the, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that you brought it up because, you know, I, there's so many great alumni and then you just brought Tom house up out of the blue. Hey, this guy would be great. I met his, his CEO of his company. And, um, and so what, what a great, uh, great opportunity to be able to talk to him. Of course, he's the co-founder of the national pitching association. He's worked with Dr. Andrews. Uh, he wants to see baseball go to another level and he wants to see kids play, uh, longer he wants to see them being healthy, not only emotionally, physically, mechanically he just he has a good heart and i I really appreciate about them you'll you'll see from the interview he's very humble and and uh just has some really good things to say 
Yeah, he's this this app that he, uh, as you mentioned, uh, I did connect with uh, Tom's co-founder and CEO of their company, uh, Mustard, Team Mustard, the Mustard app. You're going to hear Tom talk a little bit about that. Um, really, really fascinating stuff. I was unaware of it uh, until uh, I was at an event here uh, up at Lake Point here just north of Atlanta. Um, my old buddy, uh, Corey McCartney, used to be with Valley Sports and now works up at Lake Point. Had me up there to, to speak on a, a panel and they had a few few panels that morning, a few panel discussions and Rocky was on, uh, Rocky Collis, Mustard co-founder with Tom House was on one of the panels and he started talking about this app and and I'm sitting there going, man, this is this is fascinating. I didn't, didn't even know such a thing existed or could exist. Um, and then we st- started chatting afterward and he was telling me about a little bit more about Tom and he's like, yeah, you should have Tom on the show. I'm like, uh, heck yeah, that'd be great. So really, really fun discussion with Tom. And again, I hope we get to have him back because uh, you and I have, we I think we could have five episodes with him. We still wouldn't have asked all of our questions. So good stuff. Agreed. All right. Without further ado, here he is, Tom House. Hey, Tom, thank you so much for joining us here on Behind the Braves. And uh, Rick and I have been looking forward to, to talking with you, just all the stuff that you're involved in. And, of course, I'm you're special to me because you're a Braves alumni. And, and uh, we've talked a little. We've emailed back and forth. We tried to work out getting you back to Atlanta. And I know you're really busy. And so hopefully someday we can get you back for Alumni Sunday or Alumni Weekend. I know the fans would love to see you. And, uh, but today we we have, you know, on a podcast, we just really want to talk about uh, a little bit about you, what you've been doing, but also get into kind of the modern game and what you're seeing and pitching and all that. And you've obviously extensive research and and uh, hands on training with pitchers. But, you know, we'll talk a little bit about football because we love football season. Right. And all the stuff you're doing with quarterbacks. But but we just uh, we're we love it here and. Uh, we love because we can sit and talk about Braves baseball all the time. So I guess my first question for you is, you know, w- when you were, you're, you know, we were kind of kindred spirits, right? We we're both relief pitchers. I mean, most of your career was, was uh, being a reliever. And, and um, so I'll my question right is. right now, you were, you were way better than I was. <laughs> I don't know. You got good numbers. <laughs> yeah. You had, you had a great career. So um, I guess the first question being a, a former pitcher, I was always trying to find an edge. I wanted to get better each and every year because I didn't want guys to catch up with me. Um, and and knowing what you've done post career, were you that way as a as a relief pitcher? Well, you know, Greg, I I hit the crease perfectly between old school and what was then new school. Not as new school as it is today, but um, when I signed, it was chewing tobacco and. <laughs> chewing tobacco and spitting on each other and everything that you learned, you, you learn through either your own experience or having some veteran uh, share with you. And I don't know how, how tough veterans were on you when you first got in, but like my first day in the big leagues, uh, went in for, you know, pitchers hitting early and Danny LeMaster wouldn't even let me come. He wouldn't even let me in the cage. He said, you rookie, blah, 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 blah. You stay away. You're trying to take my job. So we went from that old school approach to where organizations realized that, you know, young talent could, could, 
contribute just as much as, as experienced talent. And then as my career progressed and I finally left as a, as a player, uh, I got lucky again with technology. And that was about the time that motion analysis was showing up. I'm kind of like the Forrest Gump of baseball. <laughs> I kind of just been, been at the bus stop when the good stuff got there. And that's, you know, fortunate. I'm sneaking up on 75. And as I look back, uh, I, I got to throw to, you know, Mickey Mantle. I got to throw to Willie Mays and Roberto Clemente. And then saw my generation. And then I got to coach against some of the current generation. And here we are looking at the Braves going into a playoff situation with kind of, you know, it's probably unfair for me to do it, but I think you're, uh, you're is a little bit more of an old school guy. You know, the, the, the current uh, analytics. And I think that's the way baseball has got to go. Mm-hmm. You know, you take all the brilliance of analytics and you mix in, um, you know, old age and experience will o- always overcome youth and exuberance. Well, that's a great point. And I, I know that we've talked with Alex about this. But matter of fact, we just had him on the podcast last week. And one of the things that we really appreciate about him is that obviously he's on the forefront of analytics. If you go up into their lab and they're they're doing all kinds of formulas and numbers and and um, it's really interesting. But what I love is the fact that they know that somebody's got to translate that. Somebody's got to put it into practical baseball terms so that these guys, so the Walt Weisses and Eric Youngs and Brian yeah. Snickers and Sal Fasano's you got to have those guys because it doesn't make any sense unless you can you can put it into practical use. You're you're exactly right. So I say there there's measurables and quantifiables, but to have it actually work, you have to have a deliverable. And I I, I honestly believe your coaching staff on the major league level is taking mm-hmm. all the quantifiables and measurables and turn it into, mm-hmm. you know, basically grunt and grind deliverables, and that's. What, think about what they went through over the course of the summer. Who would have ever guessed that they'd be where they are right now? But it was just staying, staying with the process mm. and not looking back. Well, and there's so many things I want to ask you, and then I'll let Ricky uh, Ricky ask you. I just want one more because um, I, I want to know your perspective on the current picture because, like you said, you hit the crease. There was not a lot going on. My my experience with baseball is it it was slow to change and and there was this old school new school and you've been touted as the father of the modern um, mechanics and there was a lot and you even impacted my career because when I was in college our pitching coach actually came uh, met with the Texas Rangers scout and learned throwing the football and, and doing a lot of things that you were teaching at the time and brought that back to the University of Tennessee where I was. So I, I was, I was aware of it. That was back in the late, in the late eighties. So, so my question is where we started back to when you were coming out of baseball and, and all the development you had as a coach and where we are today, are you surprised? Uh, what, what's the, what's the downsides of all this max effort? Cause I don't know if, if that's what you believe in or if it's, there, there's more balance that needs to be to it. But we've certainly seen we've shifted the other way it, it, than exactly where you started, I would imagine. 
Um, baseball is very, very traditional. Uh, it doesn't accept change very easy. And there has to be a compelling reason for anything to change. And what you're seeing right now is the game adapting to what the pitchers are capable of doing. Uh, when you and I played, somebody throwing 95 was, oh, my gosh. Now a 100-mile-an-hour guy um, is ho-hum. And what the analytics people figured out and what I think they pushed a little too hard is 100-mile-an-hour uh, with maybe a, a half of command on a secondary pitch, you can pitch in the big leagues one time through the one time through the lineup. So five or six years ago, I, I saw the trend, and we actually predicted that the staff would eventually be uh, ten to twelve pitchers um, one time through the lineup, twice to three times a week, and that. Um, you know, troglodyte starter that wouldn't come off the mound until he had a complete game uh, was kind of put out to pasture. Well, now you're seeing it's it's coming back because hitters have adjusted to a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. And the teams that are winning, like your ball club, actually have a few guys on a staff that can pitch. You and I had to have three pitches to a couple locations just to survive. And so... I think the pendulum is coming back. The 100-mile-an-hour arm is going to be like a dime a dozen, but hitters adapt. Um, if a hitter, like Julio Franco, when I was with the Rangers, said uh, he could hit a bullet if he could see it, as long as he knew that the pitcher was only throwing the bullet. So that's kind of what's going on right now. They're transitioning. The pendulum went way, way towards 100 miles an hour, three pitchers, four pitchers, three times a week. And the teams that are in the playoffs right now have a starter or two that can pitch, that can get you to the seventh inning. And believe it or not, a middleman and in some cases even a closer, like your closer, is a three-pitch guy. Um, he's a, he, he reminds me of my Mitch Williams. We, we call him a top-step pitcher where the manager and the pitching coach is always at the top step of the dugout, wondering whether it's time to take him out. But uh, I hope I haven't got too long-winded. The, the, no. game, the game trended toward 100 miles an hour, and now it's coming back to can you pitch with that 100? Do you have a second and third pitch? That's where I think it's going. Well, Tom, I, uh, I met a couple weeks ago. I, I was speaking on a panel at a, an event outside of Atlanta here, and I, I met your uh, Team Mustard co-founder and CEO, uh, Rocky Collis. And, oh, you uh, did? We did. We had a, we had a great chat. And uh, that's so I want to get into, into what you're doing with Mustard uh, and sure. all that because it was um, – before we do that, though, Rocky told me because he told me that I had to ask you about this story, and I, I want to hear it from you okay. uh, about catching home run number seven fifteen from from when Hank Aaron hit it. Now, because he told me this, and I had never heard this before. Uh, I'll just ask you. I'll set it up. Were were you? Did you just happen to be in the right place, or did you strategically place yourself in the bullpen to to try to catch that 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 home run? All right, well, you set me up perfectly here to, to make me look smarter than I actually am. But um, I, one of the good things about being with the Braves uh, when, I, when Henry Aaron was there is that he would, when, when he was having trouble with a pitch or he needed a tune-up off a left-handed pitcher, 
um, because I threw strikes, I had a, a lot of chance. Many times we'd go over to Diamond Six in, in you know, West Palm Beach spring training, and I'd throw him a bucket of balls from the left side. And I, I, I got to notice that um, when he hit home runs off a left-handed pitcher, um, the ones he hit off me were uh, away, middle, and down, all went to left center. So, again, when the, the, the Brave bullpen was putting their strategic plan together on how we're going to be in the, in the bullpen for Henry's 715th home run, we kind of had a chance to either choose our territories or whatever. So all the veterans, of course, what wanted to be right down the line where, where he pulled most of his home runs. Well, I looked at who was pitching that night, Al Downing. And I, well, he's left-handed. Al throws a little harder than I do. Uh, he's got the same kind of changeup. Um, I'm, I'm just me, me and Buzz Capra, Greg, you and I were just talking about it. Buzz was on my left, and the two of us were in left center. And it wasn't because I wanted to be out there. It's, I just figured, well, if Downing stays away, the ball, if, if Henry hits the home run, it's not going to be pulled. So I had a little bit of an idea, not because I was smarter, just because I'd, you know, thrown about eight, nine sessions of batting practice to Henry. And that right there uh, got me in a position where when the ball was hit, if I would have stood still, it would have hit me right in the forehead. So everybody talks about a great catch. and It was not a great catch. It was just there. And the cool thing, the, the good news is, that was the highlight of my major league career. The, the, bad, the bad news is that was the highlight of my major league career. <laughs> so there's a statement on, on my time in the big leagues. Well, that is awesome. I loved hearing that. And I, I did want to ask you uh, about what you're doing with mustard. I know you're, you're wearing the hat there and everything. And I, like I said, uh, meeting your, well, at first I heard your your co-founder and CEO, Rocky Collis speak at this, the same event I was speaking at. And I was fascinated by what you guys are doing. So just tell us about the, the mustard app and how that came about and what it is. Well, uh, in short, short story long or long story short, we are trying to democratize elite information and instruction, um, put it in the hands of families that would normally not be able to afford uh, a $3,000 weekend at a camp or a clinic. Uh, so we took all the research uh, that we generated from motion analysis, all the functional strength stuff from ground force and force plate analysis, and kind of mixed and matched and put it into an um, the programmers, in effect, they took all the stuff that we've been doing with our elite athletes and made it cell phone friendly. Mm -hmm. So a mom and a dad of a 12-year-old, uh, you know, boy or girl could film throwing or hitting in the backyard, send it to the cloud, and within one minute get, get the same efficacy of an analysis on their swing or throwing efficiency that the, the big boys do when they come to our lab out here in Cal California for you know, basically $10,000 a weekend. <laughs> in, the, in the world today, 80% um, of, of young athletes stop playing by age 14. So if there's 100 million athletes floating around there that are, are 14 and younger, 80% of them are gonna stop playing sports. 
by age 14. So uh, Rocky, our CEO and our, our brain trust, if we could make uh, an, an athlete, male or female, play a little longer with better information, allow them to have fun. The research is showing if they can just play through high school, they may never get to a college, they may never play pro ball, but playing sports is one of the few things that teach life skills where everybody, everybody can do it, no matter what color, no matter what, you know, whatever it might be. It's, it's, it's a great homogenizer and kids learn how to have empathy and how to deal with failure and how to put process over outcome. So I hope that the big picture is we want to help kids stay in sports longer. The mustard app itself is just a tool for a mom and a dad to help their kids the same way it would be if, if they were making a million dollars a month and could come out and get a complete workup with us. Did that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's amazing because um, one of the things that, they've just put on my plate the organization has is i'm in charge of growing the game here in our footprint seven states so uh we're doing tournaments baseball and softball coaches clinics baseball and softball and then also kids kids clinics softball and baseball we do have a foundation that works in the rbi space so whether it's rural or urban um so i'll be working alongside of them so this is something that major league baseball is has said this is a major initiative for us is how do we grow because we've seen the decline as you as you well well said in in baseball from many the minorities but the in baseball you know especially african american community um and so we there's been a focus on that and one of the things that we want to do with the atlanta braves is how do we impact our footprint of the seven yeah. states that we're in and so i've been kind of given that task to figure that out. So that's something I definitely want to, would love to talk to you guys that maybe I could partner with you, you guys on how maybe we could work together on that because I, not only do I want to see baseball, you know, thrive in our, in our footprint because every alumni Sunday that I do, which is 13 of them, I, I do a Q and a with all of our alumni. I always ask them as I'm finishing up, we've got a lot of young men and women out here who want to play. We've got a lot of parents. What advice would you give for them, for these aspiring athletes and for parents on how to how to, you know, parent them? And so it's been really good to see what that is, because we know the numbers, right? We know as kids yeah. continue to play, they stay out of trouble. They they have better self-worth, self-esteem. All those things happen. And it's terrible that they quit at the age of 12, and 14. And then we see all this showcase model and. People have to, parents have to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to to have continuing, you know, efforts for their kids to try to make it to college. So I'm very interested in that. And I'd love to offline at some point get get back together with you and see how we could maybe work together on that. That's a must. And you've already identified, uh, you have figured out the issues that go with sports in today's world. Um, A lot of people are in it to make money. Um, people don't realize the power of playing sports and how that helps keep kids focused. It gives them identity. Uh, like you said, it keeps them off the street. And if you can democratize it to where, you know, everybody has thoughts and opinions on how to throw, but we have a statistically validated model 
that is um, confidence intervals of 97% within two standard deviations. And what that means is here's what the best in the history of the game we've done. We have 903 major league pitchers in the computer at a thousand frames a second. And we, with that model, our biomechanics model, isn't based on what we think coaches see, but it's what actual, actually took place, uh, what pitchers actually do, no matter, everybody looks different doing the same thing. So the, the model we have can fit with a dad, a, a coach can figure it out, an athlete can figure it out itself. And then we also match up the drills and the re- recommendations that if you do this physically, and you do this nutritionally, and you do this mentally, emotionally, your chances of staying healthy, having a good time, and playing your sport for fun is way more enhanced. Mm-hmm. So yes, okay, you're stuck with me now. Uh, <laughs> we heard it on this podcast that you want to talk to me and or Rocky, and that that's exactly the kind of affiliation that we need to get to the grassroots and again, sports is the one thing everybody in the world can agree upon. Hmm. Well, and if people want more information about what you're doing, Tom, where, where would you send them our, for our listeners? If they just went to Team Mustard, M-S-T-R-D, Mustard Without the Vowels, TeamMustard.com, that'll, that'll get them in and get them going, and they can follow it as far and as fast as they want. Beautiful. All right, we'll get Ricky to maybe post something about that too. On that would be awesome. Appreciate it, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did want to ask, uh, and by the way, the mustard app. I actually, I, it's, I clicked on. Uh, I follow Tom on Twitter, and uh, and uh, I clicked the link there, and he's got the the download link for the app right there in his Twitter bio. So if you're a Twitter nice. guy like me, you can get, you can find it that way too. Uh, it's super simple and easy to use. And I, I just, I kind of say, I don't have uh, any kids yet uh, that I know of. Um, and so, so, but I did, it was, it's just cool because you, Greg, just letting you know, you sign up for the app and it's like, you choose, are you the athlete? Are you a coach? Are you a parent? And then you enter in the information that's, 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 that's vital there. And then you're boom, a few steps in and you're, you're signed up and ready to go. So it's very cool. Um, I did want to ask, so if, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, uh, you you work with what is it twenty two of the thirty two starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now is that correct something like that yeah it's probably more than that and I'm trying to retire okay, <laughs> okay. I, I I promised my wife that we would I've never been on a vacation I promised her that we would go on a vacation before I was seventy five uh, and I don't think I'm ever going to completely retire but the the the, the bottom line is we're going to continue to push the envelope to make sure that it's user-friendly, simple, and, uh, you know, as long as you guys will put up with me, I'll I'll keep pushing stuff your way. Nice. Sounds great. Yeah, well, we're we're excited about all that you're doing. Obviously, selfishly, not only are you a Braves alumni, but you're a pitcher, and I'm interested in all that. Maybe Ricky gets tired of me. Let me start hitting the pitching angle whenever whenever we have guests on because we get to have current players and alumni. And so it's been great talking with you. There's a ton more questions that I have. Maybe we can, um, as we get into this, we'll, we'll have you back. I'll tell you what, I'll pal around with you guys anytime. And uh, you, you have my contact numbers. And we don't even have to go through Rocky. This could just be 
give me a shout. You, you know, if somebody cancels on you late, uh, I'll be a late reliever for you. Okay. Nice. Thank That's you awesome. so much, Tom. Great visiting with you. Thank okay, you. Okay. Have a blessed day. We'll talk to you guys soon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our thanks again to Tom House for joining us here on Behind the Braves. That was an awesome discussion. Hopefully uh, we get to do that again some point in the future. But in the near future, we are extremely excited around here in Atlanta and throughout Braves country because it's October and the Braves are, are still in it. Uh, we're opening up the postseason this Friday in Milwaukee. First pitch Friday, 4.37 Eastern time against the Brewers. But uh, we're going to be having, for those of you who can't travel to the game in Milwaukee, we're going to be having a big party here uh, outside Truist Park. Big watch party. And uh, Greg, have I heard the rumors correctly? There may or may not be some uh, some special guests out there for these watch parties. Yeah, we did this the last couple of years where we had people out into the plaza to watch the game on the big screen, the Georgia Power Pavilion. I take my family out there. We have a great time. It's a lot of fun. So it's for the road trip. And then we've been able to invite some alumni out to take pictures and then to give their a little bit of a synopsis around, around the third inning. So should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it again this year. It's something I've already told my wife and daughter. I said, hey, we're going to have the watch parties again. Let's let's go out to uh, let's go out to Truist and and uh, check it out. Should be a lot of fun. And of course, you know, we all love rooting on the Braves and feel a lot better about this team now today than I did, you know, two months ago. So I, I, I think we can still win it all. I think we match up well against the Brewers. I think we match up well against the Giants. So um, I'm looking forward to see how far this team can go. I think we're only scratching the surface. These guys, hopefully they'll kick it into another gear. And it seems like this last month or so, they, they're able to show a different side of them that they can play a little bit of the small ball and they can, they can manufacture runs as well as hit the big home run Training continues and they can take advantage of whatever, however the game uh, lends to being one. I'm with you. I'm, I'm extremely excited about this team. I, I love our chances. I keep coming back to when people have asked me about it the last couple of few days, I keep coming back to like, look, I don't know how it's going to turn out. It's it's you never do. It's when you get to the postseason. But one thing I feel like this team has that the last few haven't is that one, two punch in the rotation. And then we've mm-hmm. seen it time after time after time that in October and deep postseason runs often, you got to have that at least that one, two punch at the top of your rotation. And by the way, our three, four ain't too shabby either at this point. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Definitely. Uh, if you're, if you're able to bring the family out again, first pitch is four thirty-seven on Friday, five Oh seven on Saturday. But of course it's the battery come on out before then uh, there'll be, everybody will be gathering out here. And of course the battery is just a, it's a great place to hang out for the day anyways. And I say that as somebody that lives and works here and I, I never get tired of it. I love it. And, Get you uh, some Antico's. 
Yeah, yeah, buddy. Get you, it's right there. Get you some Antico, or or if you want to stop by my building, I live in Feast. That's a that's another good spot. So, there you um, go. Yeah, yeah there's a lot in there. Yeah, the Italiano place. It's called Italiano. I think it's opening, or it's it's kind of looks like they've at least been serving drinks out there. I've seen that at the. Park. Oh, nice. Okay, so, we'll have to check that out one day. Yeah, yeah. So, come on out, uh, see some great Braves alumni, and hopefully see a couple Braves wins that lead up to uh, Game Three here at Truist Park on Monday. So. Can't yeah, wait. It's going to be exciting when we come back. Hopefully we come back either with a split or a 2-0 lead and uh, Truist will be rocking and, and the fans will be ready to, to bring it on home. I can't wait, man. This is the best this is the best time of year. If you're a baseball fan, there is no better time than this. Love it. All right. Well, thanks again to Tom House and thanks as always to all of you for listening, rating, reviewing, subscribing and, and sharing uh, the show on your personal social medias the fellow Braves fans and baseball fans in your life. We very much appreciate it. Uh, For Greg McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. We'll see you next week on Behind the Braves. Hey, Braves country. We just wanted to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe Behind the Braves on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or at braves.com slash behind the Braves, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on Behind the Braves. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.